everybody, and welcome back to the Burning It Down Racing Podcast. This week, we're going to talk about what went down at the Daytona Road Course, the first ever races for all the series there. We'll look into Dover this week for the Cut Xfinity and Truck Guys, and we'll also look at one of the greatest races in all of motorsports. That's right, the Indy 500. So let's start it off real quick. Let's run down what happened this weekend. Michael Self kicked the action pack a weekend off with a win in the ARCA series there on the Daytona Road Course. It was kind of a sloppy race. There was a little bit of rain. Uh, but Michael Self withholds the field to win there. Austin Sendrick would win the Xfinity race on Saturday. And Lord knows that race was all over the place. Cars uh, hitting the grass, flying, killing their suspension. Cars bumping and banging. Favorites that looked like they were going to win. Like Chase Briscoe would wreck. But Austin Sendrick uh, would get through it all and win the race. Then on Sunday... Around noon, you had Sheldon Creed winning the truck race there at the Daytona Road Course. Uh, really good run for Sheldon Creed. Held off his GMS teammate, Brett Moffitt, for the win. Then from there, you turned in between the truck and the cup race on Sunday to the Indy 500 pole qualifying. And Marco Andretti wins the pole there over Scott Dixon. So he will be the number one car rolling off there in the Indy 500 on Sunday. Then we went back to the Daytona Road Course where Chase Elliott dominates and he wins the cup race. So, Ben, I'm going to kick it to you. Chase Elliott has some pretty impressive stats on the road course. So, uh, tell us what those are. and Man, what a dominating performance for Chase Elliott at Daytona. Yeah, Chase Elliott, again, like you said, Bryson, wins at the Daytona Road Course. That's actually his third straight road course victory. Uh, and that just kind of top it off. Hendrick actually had a very solid day. Jimmy Johnson was battling. Uh, in the top 10 all day, he comes home fourth, William Byron eighth, Bowman 12th. Um, you know, he had that contact with Bubba, still able to get a solid finish. But, uh, you know, good to see, you know, they've been struggling the past couple races. And I think when they get Elliott on road course, especially, um, they just dominate. And uh, I think if one of them kind of gets it figured out, it can kind of trickle down to the other teammates. Good to see for them. But uh, some more news on the next gen car for 2022. They. Uh, I said originally they're going to resume testing with Cole Custer at Dover next week, but then um, some buzz kind of came on Twitter. Fans were saying they were posting photos and videos that uh, there was a car on track. So we kind of looked into it, and it's interesting. So Action Express Racing, the IMSA team, uh, is actually was helping develop part of it. Uh, that was Felipe Nasser, of course, former F1 driver, very, very, very good sports car driver, and Austin Sendrick. So kind of an interesting pairing there. So I didn't see anything if maybe they're looking to get in a nascar in the future or they're just kind of help develop it uh but interesting austin Cendric is on there too so i wonder if that just kind of confirms his pathway to the cup series at least by 2022 so it's exciting to see hopefully uh some more details come out of what kind of a package they're going to be running bryson uh go ahead and tell us what's going on with justin allgaier so yeah you know justin allgaier been super dominant i think this year uh, especially at the beginning of the year, man, just a rough season. They cannot get that win. He'll lead laps, win stages, get up front, but they can't really get up there and win and compete for these wins late in the race. And that continued at Daytona, late contact with A.J. Allmendinger. So here's the thing about the dinger. Um, they were going into a turn. A.J. was running fourth. He was looking to get third from 
Justin Allgaier. He overdrove the turn, hit Allgaier. Allgaier turned around, um, and they would lose spots. Allgaier more than Almendinger. Almendinger would lose about two, get back going. But Justin Allgaier was not happy at the end of this race. He came up, confronted A.J. Almendinger, kind of got in his face, cussed him out a little bit. Uh, but I applaud A.J. Almendinger for the fact that he apologized, knew that he was in the wrong here. But, uh, man, poor Justin Allgaier. What a bad year for that seven team. Um, and hopefully they can get it turned around before the playoffs start. Um, but, Ben, I want to throw this question to you. How can Justin Allgaier turn it around? How can he get that momentum? How can he get those race wins under his belt before the playoffs start? You know, it's tough. I'm sure uh, him and the seven team are scratching their heads, too. I think they just need some luck right now. They need to cut catch a couple breaks but I mean that contact with AJ you know I think AJ was on fresher tires I believe just got around Andy Lally um you know he was storming through the field obviously he wasn't malicious he's running a part-time he knows what uh what what the championship is right now and how it's like running a part-time series but at the same time he's getting paid by Colin Gracie to go win so he he's aggressive but he's smart it was just a, a mistake it's just hard race and obviously Justin like I totally understand his frustration um, but, you know, AJ owned up to it. So hopefully no bad blood continues for those two. But how he can turn it around, you know, it's tough. I mean, he's got some good racetracks coming up Dover next weekend. Um, he's really good at those concrete tracks. And, I mean, hopefully he can catch a break. I mean, he's going to be a uh, – if he can get hot, I think he'll be really dangerous once the playoff comes around. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know really – uh, what the seven can do, because I feel like in so many of these races, they've done everything right, but the luck has not been on their side. Uh, Justin Allgaier is one of the better drivers in the Xfinity Series. They're going to get it together. If it's not before, it'll be during the playoffs. I, you know, I believe in Justin Allgaier, and I think Dale Earnhardt Jr. does too. And I think uh, the team is all behind Justin Allgaier, and uh, we'll see what happens. But, Ben, this was uh, pretty exciting. Carl Edwards apparently was testing for Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, and so this is uh, kind of what went down. Lots of chatter from the Toyota shop lately. One being that Carl Edwards has been reportedly doing some simulation testing for Joe Gibbs Racing as no other drivers were available. The post goes on to say it's pretty unlikely that he'll come back um, and make a comeback and get back in a car. But, man, that's really exciting to see uh, that Carl Edwards is testing um, in these simulators. And I'm hoping he gets in there and gets that fire again and he wants to get back in a car. I think that would be great. Ben, what do you think about this news about Carl Edwards? Man, Cousin Carl, that'd be so much fun to have him back. Um, you know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if he'll want to get back in a car. He's been pretty adamant about not – uh, you know, finding a ride after Joe Gibbs racing, uh, put Suarez in the 19 instead. So, and you know, there's a lot of, a uh, lot of talk about what really went down in there. We won't really get into it. Um, just cause we don't have full details and everything, but you know, I, I almost wondered too, what their, um, backup driver situation is. If any of the Joe Gibbs driver gets COVID, I would imagine that's maybe Brandon Jones, but, uh, maybe they got him in there. And if, if, if one of the drivers gets COVID, Edwards will hop in there so he kind of has some experience. But, you know, I'd love to see him back. I, I don't really know how likely it is. I mean, there is a lot going on in silly season right now and over the next couple of years with new teams wanting to get in the Cup Series, the next-gen car. So, I mean, who knows? If he gets the right opportunity, I'd say he'll probably take it. 
yeah, I agree with you. Um, you know, Carl Edwards left because of medical injury, and uh, I don't, I don't know if you know, kind of the thought of being hurt or whatever uh, deterred him away. But we would love to have Carl Edwards back. Now, let's talk about one of Carl Edwards' former NASCAR teammates, Greg Biffle, stated on Twitter a couple of days ago that he thinks he will run the 2021 Daytona 500. Biffle said, uh, did say last year he would be open to anybody that meets him. So if he can find a ride, he would uh, likely compete in the Great American Race. So Greg Biffle um, has not run in the Cup Series for a couple years. But Greg Biffle did run last year for Joe Gibbs Racing and won a Kyle, or no, for Kyle Busch Motorsports. Excuse me. So Greg Biffle did run for Kyle Busch Motorsports in the trucks, and he won that race. Uh, he will be back at Darlington this year to race the trucks. Uh, ben, that's pretty exciting news about the Biff. Would love to see him back, even if it's just for the 500. But I'm pretty excited to see him running trucks at Darlington this year for sure. I am too. You know, I think we're missing out a lot of those experienced guys. And we talk about the young guys wanting to develop. But, you know, it's just it. it's hard not having guys like, you know, Edwards, Tony, Jimmy will be retiring, Biffle. Uh, you know, Kenseth had a kind of his hiatus, you know, all those guys kind of left. It was pretty quick in a short span of time, but kind of good to see them come back. So I'd love to see the Biff return, even if it's just for a couple races a year, but I think it'd be really beneficial for the sport. So Ben, what do you think about Justin Marks' new team? Kind of coming back, the new team called Track House. It's going to be debuting in the NASCAR Cup Series as soon as 2021. The team will have a unique cause marketing focus on promoting STEM education. Marks is currently in talks with teams to buy a charter, gain an alliance, and share technology. He was reportedly a bidder for the Levine uh, family racing assets, which ended up being sold to Spire. So, Ben, what do you think about this? This is pretty interesting. Justin Marks uh, with this new team. You know, I'm a big fan of Justin Marks, and I think uh, this is going to be very interesting, and I think uh, this will be very good for the sport, and it may be a new chapter on team owners and what teams' focuses are uh, throughout the year. Yeah, this actually really surprised me because I, I think after he maybe ran the 500 a couple years ago or did some Xfinity starts, he said, or maybe I think it might have been for Tommy Baldwin Racing when they kind of came back in, that he was actually going to be done with NASCAR. He was going to retire and kind of focus on his other business adventures. But, you know, I don't know if he's going to be driving or if he's going to be looking for um, a driver to get put in there. But, yeah, another team looking to get a charter. I mean, that's awesome. I, I love seeing new teams come to the sport, especially if Justin Marks is going to either be driving or going to be in the management role. Um, I've always been a big fan of his. Um throughout whenever he does his part-time stuff and when he shared the 42 with Larson even got that win in mid-Ohio so I would love to see him uh grow this team uh and maybe you know another full-time cup team so Ben let's get into kind of another uh debate question something that I think is very interesting uh Jack Roush and Roush Fenway Racing Jack Roush actually said today that there's no interest for the Roush Fenway Racing Team to return to the Xfinity Series, uh, but he would have some more interest in starting a third Cup Series team. So, my question to you, Ben, I, I have some opinion on this, but I'm going to let you go first. Who could go to their third car if there was, uh, you know, this opportunity that opens up and Jack Roush could uh, see maybe the good that could come from a third car? Gosh, I mean, this is 
probably going to be over the next two years, like some of the like largest silly season uh, just events are going to be shifting around. But, uh, you know, this is interesting. I mean, there's a lot of uh, talk about, you know, Richard Petty, who's going to get the 43. Bubba was offered the 42. If they go to third car, that just opens up another seat. Um, I think if they're still looking to stay with four, and I believe they are, you know, you can look at guys like Ross Chastain, if Austin Cindric maybe doesn't have a spot at Team Penske or they're not going to go to fourth car, or if um, Benedetto is going to stay in the 21. Uh, maybe we could even see Bubba go to that third car. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not sure. I think for me, I would say my my top two, or I would say just my, my top prospect for that would probably be Ross, Ross Chastain. If um, the 42 just doesn't work out, especially... I think like that was kind of a punch of the face to him, unless, you know, not that he was, that Bubba was offered the 42 ride. Maybe they add a third car there. I'm not sure, but uh, I think Ross would be a good dynamic um, driver to add to that team with Chris Buescher, Ryan Newman, and and then there would be Ross for that third car. Uh, I personally think this may not be a full-time ride. Maybe it will be a uh, kind of a third car that runs select races. Grouch Fenway is known for kind of doing that. Uh, you know, we talk about Greg Biffle, you know, going to uh, maybe a third car there just to run Daytona and maybe Talladega. Maybe they bring one out for the Coke 600 and have Ross run it. Uh, so I think, I think so. But I think if we're looking full time, I think Ross Chastain is a pretty good pick. But in the back of my mind, I think Eric Jones would be a better fit for Roush Fenway Racing, and I think Eric Jones could see himself in the third Roush Fenway Racing car next year or the year after, if that is, you know, what they want to do. You know, that's interesting. I think it could be a good combo just for Roush Fenway Racing. I'm not sure how much Ford is going to have a say on if they go to a third driver um, on who gets that, and I'd imagine with Roush Fenway being a pretty heavily backed Ford team and everything, I feel like they're going to have a good say with it. So, um, I mean, maybe they'll throw Chase Briscoe in there if Stuart Haas Racing doesn't work out with that. So, um, you, you know, it's hard to say, and who knows? Maybe it's just there. it won't anything be this year, but maybe once the next-gen car comes out in 2022. All right, Ben. Indy 500 is this weekend. Uh, very excited for this race. Marco Andretti blew the doors off the competition in final qualifying with the Fast 9. Marco Andretti starts on the pole. So, Ben, let's talk a little bit about the Indy 500. Let's talk about maybe some favorites to win and what we're looking for uh, this weekend at Indy. And I'm surprised that when we were talking about before we started recording, this is going to be your kind of your first big Indy 500 watching so uh, hopefully that'll get you hooked on, you know, watching more IndyCar. But, uh, yeah, you know, I think going into Indy, you kind of have to look at uh, the big powerhouse teams, Andretti, Ganassi, Penske. I mean, those t- three teams have had probably the most success. Um, you know, Penske wasn't that good in qualifying. I was really surprised. Um, you know, we have, I think, the highest um, driver. That's Joseph Newgarden. He's in row five, and then you have to go all the way back down to row eight with Will Power. Row nine, Simon, pa- Simon Pagano, and then Elio Castroneves, who do only just runs one race a year uh, in row 10. So I'm a little bit suspicious on this, mainly because, I mean, it's Penske. They're always going to have good speed. But uh, if maybe they're going to be more on race trim, they're looking for more handling. And I think uh, once they get out 
on the track and start drafting during the race. I think that could change. But uh, um, Bryson, who do you think is would be kind of a team that would maybe challenge the the big three, Andretti, Penske, and Ganassi? Like another team that's uh, actually had really good pace in qualifying um, would be Aero McLaren. Uh, you know, they come in with two new drivers plus Fernando Alonso. Uh, you know, Alonso missed the Indy 500 last year. So I think he's looking for revenge this year. I mean, he's going to F1 for Renault next year. So he's not really going to have the opportunity to probably run it next year. I believe he said that in an interview. So those three cars could certainly get up there and mix it up. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm still intrigued to kind of see where Penske is going to lay out. But, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how that comes on race day. You also got to look out for uh, Renus VK. Uh, man, what a really good qualifying run for the rookie. Um, he's up there in fourth. Same thing with Alex Palau, who is in seventh. Uh, these rookies have been very good this year, uh, and I expect a lot out of them um, for sure. Uh, man, IndyCar is going to be a lot of fun, I think, too. Something I love about the Indy 500 is you have people like James Henchcliffe coming back. Helio Castroneves is in the field. Up next, we're going to be doing our rookie rundown. We're back at it this week. Um, starting us off, Kaz Gralla, who had to fill in for Austin Dillon, who tested positive for COVID, finishes seventh. I mean, he is a road course ace. Gralla hasn't really done a lot of stock car racing this year, probably in the past like about year and a half. Um, you know, he ran in the Xfinity Series a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, he comes home seventh. Really strong run by him. Then Tyler Wright comes home 18th. Uh, Bell 21st, Custer 22nd, Poole 28th, James Davison 30th, Quinn Hauff 33rd, John Hunter Nemechek 35th, and Smith Garrett Smithley's 36th. So everybody else really kind of struggled, which is understandable, um, you know, with no practice and everything, not a lot of experience. But a nice job by Kaz Grawl. was actually up there leading for a bit. Yeah, Kaz Grawl led a couple laps and looked very good. I think that definitely is a performance that Richard Childress will look at definitely be pretty fond of you know something about james davison finished 30th uh for rick ware racing he will drive an indy car for rick ware racing in the 500 so that's going to be pretty cool uh ben let's head into the show wrap up we got a good bit of picks a lot of nascar action this week so ben kick it off tell us who your pick for the truck race is yeah so we have a lot of double headers and everything going on so we have a uh, two Xfinity races, two cup races, and truck race, and we'll get an Indy 500 as well. Truck race, I'm going to go Johnny Sauter. I think he's really good at Dover, and uh, he kind of needs to pick up some momentum to, uh, before they head in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm going to pick Brett Moffitt so close at the road course. Uh, I think he'll finally break through and get that first win of the year. For the first Xfinity race, I'm going with Chase Briscoe. It's been kind of quiet the past couple of weeks and everything, but I think they're going to get back to one of the tracks that he really likes. He can kind of move around at Dover um, and the concrete track as well. I'm going to pick Noah Gragson. I think that's a pretty safe pick. Uh, Dover's a mix between uh, a short track and intermediate, so I think Noah Gragson will get it done. And for the first cup race, I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick. Uh, kind of had a Really uh, tough Daytona road course, but I think he'll get right back on uh, where they were just before that. So he'll get the first win. It'll be good. I'm going to pick MTJ. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. in the 19. Going to break through and get that win. So close at Daytona if it wasn't for a couple mistakes. So I'm going to pick Martin Truex Jr. 
And for the second Xfinity race, I'm going to go with Justin Allgaier. Uh, we talked about it before at the beginning of the show, how he just really needs to find some momentum, even just get some solid finishes uh, before they head into the playoffs. But uh, he's got a nice cushion over um, the cutoff line, so he should be good there. But they just need to get some morale up. I think uh, getting a win at Dover would be really helpful, so that's why I'm going to pick him. I'm going to pick Ross Chastain for the second race. The best driver not to have a win in the Xfinity Series. I think the 10 car is going to get the victory lane with Colic Racing. I'm just still shocked that they haven't gotten a win yet this season, but uh, I'd love to see Ross uh, get to victory lane. Uh, for the second cup race, I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Um, you know, he, he's been kind of always been up there. He's, he's you know, winning stages and everything. Wouldn't seem like it'd be the first person I would go to for Dover, but I think he'll finally be able to close the deal and uh, he should have a couple more wins. Yeah, I'm going to pick Chase Elliott, former winner at Dover, uh, riding a hot streak with the win at the Daytona Road Course. I think the nine car gets back there again. And now for our final pick, we're going to do the Indy 500. A lot of good drivers and teams to pick from, but I'm going to go to a guy that uh, is just running a part-time schedule this year, but hopefully he'll get back uh, in a full-time seat next year. He's got some good sponsors behind him. I'm going to go with James Hinchcliffe. be a great story. Yeah, I'm going to pick Takuma Sato. Talked all about that race team. Uh, he's going to win this race. He's already a past Indy 500 winner. Takuma Sato is going to do it. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Burn It Down Racing Podcast. Uh, a lot of action-packed racing that will be going on this weekend. We're super excited for Dover, and uh, I'm excited for the Indy 500 as well. Hopefully uh, Bryson has a good full experience on that following. So, uh, but we'll be back next week to recap it all. Yeah. Make sure to follow us on social media. I am Neb underscore Notlaw. It's my name backwards. I'm on Instagram and Twitter. And Bryson Foster 259, B-R-Y-S-O-N, F-O-S-T-E-R 259 on Instagram.